these are the daily lectionary comments for Thursday of Easter 3. We're going to be looking at uh, Exodus 38 and 39 regarding the construction of the tabernacle. And uh, also Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. And that's an introduction to parables. Okay, first uh, Exodus 38 and um, and 39. Now, if you've already read this this uh, reading, your eyes are already glazed over, and you're probably wondering what on earth this has to do with uh, with you. In fact, I mean, this is one of like many passages you'll find in, in particularly in the books of Moses, you know, long genealogies, for example, or lists of people or lists of things contributed to it, or in this case, lists of, of uh, construction materials where, where you just, you really wonder how can this be the word of God? And if it is, I mean, why do we even read this? And this is the kind of stuff that oftentimes, frankly, causes people not to read the Bible because they just don't understand it. And I don't blame you if that's how you feel when you're reading this particular uh, passage. And I'm not going to spend a great deal of time here talking about the details of this at all, because that's, um, unless you happen to be uh, a priest or a Levite or somebody uh, responsible for the construction of a tabernacle in the Old Testament, I just don't think this has a whole lot to do with us. But this does. I'm going to uh, go back again to a passage we talked about several days ago uh, from Exodus chapter 25, and it's the purpose of the tabernacle. And let them make a sanctuary, Moses writes. This is in Exodus 25, verse 8. And let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all its furniture, so you shall make it. Now, so that I may dwell in their midst. This is the, the, the whole tabernacle, this whole section, actually beginning at Exodus chapter 25 and going all the way to the end of Exodus, all the way to Exodus chapter 40, is all concerning God dwelling with his people. The sanctuary is about God dwelling with his people. This is a much bigger idea and a much deeper more intimate and profound idea than just does God exist? That's what everybody thinks about today is, you know, does God exist or not? But, but in the scriptures, that God exists is never doubted or questioned, but, but it is a question, what kind of God he is and does he dwell with us? Is he on our side? Are we with him or not? The whole business of the tabernacle is to assure the people and make it possible for God to dwell in their midst. So this is extremely important. A couple of things to say about this. Number one is, whenever the scripture starts to get into great detail like this, you may assume that something very, very important is underneath it. Even if the particular details are not important, or at least not important to us anymore, the thing that's being discussed, the thing that is being discussed being erected here and its purpose and the centrality of that thing for the life of the people and their life with God is very, very important. And if you're going to devote this much of scripture to talk about this tabernacle and all its furnishings and all the materials and everything else, you know that you're talking about something extremely important. Secondly, you may note in looking at the various materials, 
that a lot of attention is paid to very costly materials. It talks about how many shekels of this, how many shekels of that, how many pounds of gold, for example. I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot of money that is poured into this tabernacle, and sometimes that rubs people wrong. But here is um, it's a very basic principle. We are learning some very basic principles about life with God and what it means to draw into his presence and to worship him. And that is that there is a connection between being close to God and things being costly. The closer you are to God, the holier things are. We'll talk more about that later. But the closer you get to God, the holier things are. And the holier things are, the more costly they get. And this isn't because God needs the money. It's just like with us. You know, a gift that you buy for a wife you've been married to for for 25 years is usually going to be more expensive than one you've just been married to for one year. And it gets more expensive the longer you're married, the more precious a person is to you, the more costly the gifts are. And God is the most costly and beautiful of all. Now let's take a look at uh, Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 1, going to verse 21. Uh, we, we are introduced to something that Everybody associates with Jesus, and that's parables. And um, I'm not actually going to talk about a particular parable today. Instead, I'm going to take up uh, what Jesus says is the purpose of parables and how we ought to use them. Parables, to, to, to understand what parables are for, why Jesus teaches in parables, one reason is just because parables are good teaching tools. They are little stories that people remember. So if you're going to be a good teacher, and uh, then, then stories are an excellent way to go, and Jesus uses these little stories. The second thing is, the nature of parables is parables do two things. They reveal and they conceal. They reveal truths about the kingdom. They conceal truths about the kingdom. To those who believe that Jesus actually is bringing the kingdom of God, they open our eyes and help us to understand to those who do not believe that Jesus comes from God, then they're just little stories, uh, annoying little things that may confuse us or throw us off the scent. So that's why Jesus says, as he does in verse eight here, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Two things, having ears to hear. That means you have faith. That means you, you, you believe that Jesus has come from God and that he is speaking to you the truths about the kingdom. If that's you, then you have ears. You have ears to hear. And Jesus says to you, let him hear. So if you have ears, hear. And what will happen is that these parables, these stories, will teach you all kinds of things about the kingdom. Okay? If you don't have ears to hear, well, then they're not going to teach you much of anything. Jesus also says this. In verse 18, uh, in this uh, same little passage, he says, if I can find it here, take care then how you hear, for to the one who has will more be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. All right, so for, for you and I who have faith to hear, use those ears to hear. Think about 
what you're listening to. Mine it for all it's worth. Turn those parables inside out and upside down and think about all the various ways that these stories tell us about the nature of the kingdom of God. Because if you do that, then you will just go from wealth to wealth. You will grow wiser and wiser about the things of the kingdom of God because God will pour out on your ears more wisdom. The more you have, the more you'll get. It's just, by the way, we're talking about parables here, but it's the same thing if we're just talking about the word of God generally. If you hear the word of God and believe it, you will become wiser and wiser the more you hear, the more you will learn, the faster you will learn, and you'll simply get more and more. If you do not have ears to hear, then even that which you think you have, you will lose. So even the wisdom that an unbeliever thinks they have, even the truths that they think they possess, in the end, they will learn they have nothing. They gained nothing, even though the kingdom was right there under their noses, so to speak. But because they did not have ears to hear, they didn't use them. Uh, and you might also talk about another category of person, and that is somebody who has ears to hear, but for some reason or another doesn't use those ears. In which case, you know, what might Jesus say? What a shame. That's why he says, be careful. Be careful how you hear. Take care then how you hear. If you've been given faith, use that faith to feed on the word of God and become richer and richer.